Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome to a special episode of Building the Future. We have Monica and Barb of Experience Leap, an upcoming event in my hometown of Edmonton, Alberta. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, I'm excited to kind of have you guys on the show. You, what you guys are kind of doing is, is pretty interesting, but maybe let's, before we kind of get into that, let's maybe cover each of your backgrounds. Monica, do you want to maybe start? Um, sure. Um, so I, honestly, Kevin, I've always done, I guess, what everyone expected. I went to school. I got a great degree, um, got a great job, um, climbed the corporate ladder, um, had all the perks and the benefits and traveled the world um, and um, learned a lot and then um, had a few sort of life moments, I guess, in which um, force you, whether you want them to or not, to pause and, okay. and really reflect on life. And so, so yeah, so honestly, my background is really not a lot different, I think, to a lot of other Edmontonians and Albertans out there. Okay, interesting. So what did you kind of take in like post-secondary and what kind of um, ventures did you end up going into, I guess, or industries? Um, so I have a degree in biochemistry. Oh, wow. And uh, I uh, even completed my honors thesis behind the bench uh, conducting uh, cancer research. Um, and, uh, as I mentioned, it's interesting how life takes you on a path that sometimes you don't always plan for. Um, I thought after a career in the world of pharmaceuticals and I was always anticipating that I would be the next great designer of the cure for cancer, but I landed in a sales role. So, um, I embarked on that journey, um, through fortune 500 companies, through sales and marketing, like I said, climb the ladder um, that way. Sure. Interesting. Okay. How about you, Barb? Well, I'm definitely not a biochemist. <laughs> um, actually, I'm, <laughs> I'm an accountant by trade. So okay. I'm a certified management accountant. And um, but, but similar story of Monica's in the sense of, um, you know, I did my post-secondary and um both of us, which Monica didn't share with you, were both athletes that, that kind of took us through school, which was wonderful. Um, but went post-secondary and then went like a good little people of, <laughs> of accounting, a little bean geek, and went to Deloitte & Touche, and that's really where my background was, and from there out into industry. Okay. And so most of my career, I've been very fortunate to, to move up that ladder, too, and have sat in the CFO role um, most of my career in manufacturing sector. Um, so same, similar to Blanca's again, though, where, you know, we worked hard, played hard, uh, traveled a lot, um, hard on our families. Um, you know, Monica's son thought she worked for Air Canada. Um, <laughs> my, I lived in a hotel in Atlanta, interesting enough, since your show's there. Interesting. That's where I spent a lot of my time. And, um, and then we met together at um, a startup company and worked together and just, you know, we went from product-based businesses um, to what was a people business. It was a recruiting firm and it was about the human spirit and how do we help people? How do we encourage them? How do we drive them forward? 
How do we help them reach their dreams? And that's ultimately led us to the passion of which we're trying to follow today. Interesting. So you, you guys had successful careers by pretty much anybody's standards. What made you kind of decide to kind of go off and, and do Project Shine? Um, probably the, the biggest thing, I, I think we have, we have different worlds that brought us there, Kevin. Uh, for me, myself, um, I had an opportunity to join the firm I was with. Okay. Um, and, and it was really at a choice point of, do I, do I do that or do I do something for myself? So, you know, I came up from a different background. Um, mine was that, you know, although I loved what I did, and, and in a good industry, it, it wouldn't have been my end choice to own that type of business. It was, you know, if I was going to own something today and I had a magic wand, what would it be? Um, and so for me, it was going to be something new. Um, and then it took us a little bit to just figure out what exactly would that passion sort of take us. And the one thing that Monica and I have in common, and she can tell you her story, but the one thing we have in common is probably the biggest things that we've enjoyed in our careers um, is really about helping people. So the people that, you know, we've been able to help um, along their path, whether it's personally or professionally. And, and then there's been incredible people um, in both of our lives that have helped us. So Project Shine was really about how could we take a passion of ours, build it into a strong business. We have um, opposite skill sets, which makes it um, a good business fusion. And then how could we do something positive moving forward? Um, that we could both feel proud of and that our kids could feel proud of and sort of leave a legacy. Sure. No, that's awesome. So uh, I'm kind of curious to know about your upcoming event, Experience Leap. What What's kind of the motivation behind it? And why did you guys decide to kind of do your first thing under Project Shine as Experience Leap? Um, so, so, yeah, so we were looking for... So with Project Shine, our whole mission is about how do we help people on their path? So how do we find them, find the changes they want in their lives, both personally or professionally? And so when we looked at it, we were like, okay, well, we could start smaller. We could do personal coaching. We could do consulting. Um, we had different opportunities, but we weren't sure we would get the impact we wanted. And a lot of that, Kevin, you probably appreciate this, is that people have different desires, of course, um, different genes they're chasing, and we're all at different stages of our cycle of change. So we thought, you know, if we have to make a big impact, how would we get to a bunch of people? How could we sort of be the spark? We know we're not the end-all, be-all by any means because it truly is everybody's individual choice. But how could we sort of spark the, you know, take people from where they are, spark them into actually into action, which is what we hope to do with LEAP, and then have an ongoing relationship with them. So um, Leap itself then is, is basically a curated day. It's a one-day high-impact event. So where we bring uh, a ton of people together. Um, and, and the intent of the day is very different than what you would ever see um, at a conference or something. And in the sense of I attend a lot of fabulous conferences, such amazing speakers, but a lot of times it's really hard to walk away with tangible, actionable results, or we get back to our office and we kind of get steamrolled by mediocrity because no one's as jacked as we are because they weren't in the moment. Sure, um, no, that makes sense. Yeah, so we were like, okay, how do we create? Um, how do we create a day that we first of all put people in an atmosphere in which possibilities? Um, are the thought of the day. So how do we create something that you don't expect? Okay. So we, you know, we pick a venue 
that you've never been to. Uh, well, not a venue you haven't been to, of course, because it exists, but in the sense of a venue that we can make the palette any way we want. So we don't take you to a theater where you know, oh, I know where the seat is. I know where the stage is. I know where the sound's going to come from. I know where the bathrooms are. I know how parking's going to be. Because we actually would limit your ability to consider new ideas by just putting you somewhere you already expected. So we start with that. So we're at the Northlands Expo Center, and we have the entire old section. We actually turn a hockey arena, or what was designed as a hockey arena, into our theater. So we can, again, you'll know you're coming to that building, but you won't be able to predetermine what that's going to look like. Sure. Okay. That that's interesting. That becomes the first. Okay. Yeah. So create the atmosphere. Okay. Then second, the one thing we realize is none of us know what we don't know. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally. So, so then we're like, okay, well, now we need to stretch people's minds. So we open their minds to possibilities. Now we need to stretch them. So what we did was we've gone out and um, contracted five international storytellers. Um, and we just didn't pick random five. It wasn't uh, pick up a phone and go, hey, you're available, let's go. It was about five people that could meet many needs, knowing that your personal needs are probably different than mine or different than Monica's or the other people that's listening tonight. Sure. Um, so how do we capture five different people that were also willing to invest in our vision? And, and what I mean by that is that they wouldn't just come and keynote and get off the stage and walk away. We wanted people that were willing to do something different, that were willing to engage the audience in a different way, that were willing to engage them past the day um, so that we can continue the learning. So, so we kind of start, you know, again, so we open the mind and then we insert all these thoughts and we're very, I'm going to let Maka talk about why those speakers, because it's pretty important. Um, and then what we did, though, which is quite different, is then we added a full production house. So okay. we have the largest production house here in Edmonton to bring in the lights and the sound and, and add sort of that emotional attachment to the day. So what we're trying to do is engage your senses past just the auditory of listening to someone speak. Um so that when you go home, you can retain and recall that information so much better because you go, oh, do you remember when this happened and you actually had a moment? Or do you remember when the lights went down and this happened? Or, wow, oh, there was see. a surprise. Interesting. So it helps you carry that information long past the day. And then our intent is to fully reinforce the learnings past the day so that we can keep it alive and hopefully that, that you as an individual, if you attend, can actually take the actions you wanted and put support around it. Okay, so so when you say kind of take home the learning and, and actions, what do you mean by that? Like, are you, do you mean like inspire me to kind of go follow a passion of mine post-event or, or what What does that really mean? Yeah, I think I think the best way we could look at is that it, we, we want everyone to be able to up their game. Okay. And, and personally and professionally, we really believe most lessons can be crossed to e either side of that. So, what we mean by tangible is instead of walking away that day and saying, wow, I feel amazing. I had this great day. You, you actually walk away and, and um, let's say one of our speakers, Drew Dudley, he talks about everyday leadership and, and how do you move yourself forward in, in wherever you are. You know, just move yourself forward, forward momentum, and how do you create it? And he breaks it down into some simple steps. So it's not just you leaving the day going, wow, that was so cool. That was amazing how that man got there. I wish I was him. Sure. <laughs> Instead, you can say, wow, what are my steps? Well, how do I create a step? Well, how do I hold myself accountable? How do I know if I have forward momentum? 
So there's something more tangible that you can go back to, and then we would feed you that information again and saying, hey, do you remember you saw Drew on February 29th? It is now whatever, March 29th, let's say. What have you done? Do you remember the lessons? You know, so we really want to help people pull information through into their real life versus just, I had a great day, and I got to the car, and I kind of forget. Okay. No, that's interesting. So, like... I go to the event and then a couple months later I like I reach out to you guys or you guys kind of sending email or or something or you guys like consulting me later or or how do you kind of keep that momentum going and kind of inspiration going Yeah so so several different ways and I wouldn't say we have this perfectly ironed out we will sure. before this but but some of it will be um you know one of the things on that day well, first of all, we have information that the speakers will give the audience, and then we're going to put it into a uh, readable format. So whether that's um, doing an email to you, sending a community newsletter, um, having a chat room that's available to the group that attended that day, um, those would be types of things we're looking at. And then having smaller events past this one that would help you now come back and regain and say, okay, you know, you learned these basic steps. And now you've gone and you've tried to apply them to your life. Where are you at and how do we do it? You know, we, we don't have enough capacity with the two of us to be everybody's personal coach. Sure. Um, so we've gone out and built a network of coaches if people want that. But we'd like to just kind of keep that conversation going. Um, and almost and help each can... other then, right? It sounds like, right? Totally. If, because, like, if, totally. if I meet some really cool people uh, at the, um, you know, conference or event, then you know, a few weeks later or a few months later, maybe that little group of people meets quarterly or, or a couple times a year or whatnot, right? So you're just kind of, it sounds like you're just trying to inspire people to kind of go after whatever they've been thinking about doing for a number of years, whether that's start their own company or, or, or whatever, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and two things you said there are exactly right. So one is about once we've had, let's say, even tonight, we have a shared experience being on this call. Sure. There's a way more higher probability that if I was running into trouble, I would say, wow, maybe I should call Kevin. Maybe he could help. Uh, versus just you're some name that I've never met. We have nothing shared in. So sharing that experience is, is so powerful um, that we can come back to that. The second thing we do, too, is that we have we use high technology through this, and we have what we call connection stations. So we can easier in a much easier way, exchange our contact information so we can stay in touch going forward. Okay. So you and I as a participant might not reach back out to Project Shine, but we absolutely can reach back out to each other if we so choose. Okay, and how are you doing that? Like, we, So we actually are using radio frequency identification. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so instead of you getting a ticket to the show, you actually get an all-access bracelet. And okay. in there is a the chip. And you can register all your social feeds and your email to it. And then during the day, let's say you and I are there, and instead of exchanging business cards, you and I can walk over, both scan our bracelets, giving permission, and it will exchange our information to each other. Okay, very cool. Yeah, that's that's. I've seen that one other time. Um, I in I was in LA last April, and they had something similar to that, and I thought that was like super cool. So it's cool to see somebody kind of doing it locally here because it's it's super useful right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very useful. It's, it's actually funny because it's um, where we came up with it was 
just actually come now manufacturing. We use RFID technology for inventory control. And we were like, well, how do we make this easier for people? And, and so we're like, well, they must do something. And it's amazing. We don't see this technology locally, to your point. Um, sure. Hardly at all. But it's a massively used technology international for all your big festivals and stuff, exactly for this type of reason. No, totally. So, so it gives us a way to leverage. And, and exactly to your point is that the relationship doesn't – we hope to maintain a relationship with you in the sense that we want to participate. That's us being the spark. We'd like to witness as to what you do with that and support you through it. That would be the after. Um, but at the same time, we're happy also, too, if we were just the connection point to you and the person that was next to you or that you met that day and that helps you along your path. That's, that's what we're really interested in doing. Sure. So it, it almost sounds like you're basically just trying to build a in-person kind of like social networking app. If that if that's kind of weird a way to put yeah. it, but you're basically that's yeah, what you're trying to way. do. Right. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah. So I know you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, um, but do you want to maybe kind of cover who is speaking at the event and kind of what maybe each one of them are kind of covering briefly? Um, sure. So as Barb mentioned, we we specifically, we hand chose these five speakers for the, okay. the two reasons that they would, they really believed in our vision and what we were trying to accomplish. So um, kicking off the day is Jeremy Gucci. So he's also known as the trend hunter. So he's um, one of the world's leading innovation experts right now. He's the CEO of a company called Trend Hunters. And um, he works with some of the, the world's most notable brands right now and, and trying to keep them ahead of the curve. So he doesn't just talk about or work with the obvious fashion trends or food trends. He he talks about business trends and he he has 120 million trend hunters around the world who wow. feed his database that he's able to um, leverage that data and help some of the, like I said, the biggest companies in the world like Disney and Hasbro and Starbucks and National Geographic identify what's next in terms of innovation and, like I said, staying ahead of the curve. So um, not to mention he's full of energy and very engaging. And um, he's going to leave participants with very tangible tactics of how to identify opportunities faster, Okay. how to take your blinders off in in times of uncertainty and times of chaos, which I think is very timely in Alberta right now, sure. um, given the, the current situation. So, um, and then those people in attendance are also going to get um, some continued um, content and tools from Jeremy beyond the day. Okay. So you'll have the opportunity on February 29th, but then beyond that to really leverage his expertise. Sure. And he's from Calgary and he's obviously, he's speaking worldwide now and, and he's so, you know, there are there are a lot of people that have been, you know, wildly successful inside and outside of Alberta and Canada and, and even North America. Right. And he's clearly one of them. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, he's a, a great example of, of taking and actually creating a brand new business model. And, and like you said, been very successful throughout the world. Um, he does hundreds of lectures uh, presentations every single year. So, 
um, definitely uh, born and raised right here in Alberta. So, Sure. So do you want to maybe um, cover the other kind of four speakers? Sure. So um, so the the next one is Drew Dudley. So Barb alluded to Drew. So Drew is one of the top 15 TED Talk speakers of all time. Oh, wow. Um, Drew speaks specifically around creating cultures of leadership and, and helping organizations and their people really plan to matter. So Drew, um, he too speaks all over the world um, and has been featured in virtually every uh, publication that you can imagine from Huffington Post to Forbes, etc. Um, but he also is going to leave um, participants in the audience with um, very simple tactics um, that we can practice every single day. So Drew's going to share stories um, that are not necessarily change the world in a day type of stories, but they're everyday momentum and sure. taking a step forward in the right direction. So, you know, even though these are very world-renowned individuals, we're talking about very practical um, examples and tactics that you and I or anyone can move forward with. No, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And it's a lot more attainable to make like little steps or little changes on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis than trying to say, you need to uproot your whole life and do exactly. these 12 <laughs> things. Like it, people are just like, okay, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Right. But when it's, yeah. when you give people tangible things that are, are attainable on, you know, short periods of time and people start seeing results, you know, they keep at it, right? Because they start seeing little victories, but if they don't see results for months or even years chances are most people just drop off myself included yeah exactly exactly and it, it, it and, and to be very honest there there is no quick fix we're, sure. we're not going to change it in a single day so um so that's very true um so then we have another alberta um individual we have amanda lindhound okay um, who will be taking the stage so amanda's a new york times bestseller um, she's a speaker. She's a journalist. Um, her um, book, House in the Skies, I think it's 100-plus days now as a Canadian bestseller. Oh, wow. So Amanda um, is from uh, Calgary. She's a reporter who was taken hostage in Somalia in wow. 2008. And since um, her release, she has created a foundation um, around giving back to the very people that um, – um, did the horrific things that they did to her. Interesting. So she'll be speaking on specifically forgiveness. Okay, sure. Um, and, and and speaking to how to overcome, you know, fear and and overcome, and and really overcome, you know, what may seem to be the impossible. Whether you know, we wouldn't wish that story upon anyone. But even in every day, we all have um, hurdles. We all have adversities that we need to face. So she's going to be leaving the audience with very tangible takeaways of of what you can do to, again, just keep yourself moving forward, even if it is a minute-by-minute minute, um, process. Sure. No, that's that. she's kind of the perfect person to talk about that because there was probably parts of it where she might not think she was going to come out alive, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, there were moments in time, um, if, you, if you read her book, in which it, it really was a minute-by-minute Wow. Sort of trying to get through the day. So, huh. uh, so then, then we have um, Dr. John Izzo. So uh, Dr. John, uh, he's been um, 
spoken of as the modern philosopher on work and life. Um, he's a leadership and business expert. He, again, has been uh, working with companies like Fast Company, PBS, CBC, Wall Street Journal, uh, you name it. Um, he's actually just off um, one-year sabbatical. Uh, so after 20 years um, of you know, being a leadership expert, he too is a best-selling author of six New York Times bestsellers um, and finally taken some time for himself and to reflect on where he's going and recalibrate himself um, for the future. So, so this will be one of his very first opportunities to share his new stories. So although I'm, I'm sure some of his overall messages of accountability and stepping up are, are very similar. It'll be fantastic to hear the, the stories of his pilgrimage through Spain and his adventures through the Amazon and Machu Picchu and what have you um, right here in Edmonton. So, Sure, that's awesome. Very cool. And then um, the uh, last individual is an, yet another uh, Albertan, an Edmontonian himself, uh, Henry Gizmo Williams. Sure. Grew um, up watching him play so, football. <laughs> there you go. So so um, Gizmo, he, he is a CFL legend. Um, many people know him. He's a Hall of Famer, um, been known as the greatest kick returner of all time. Um, so he's... I'm not sure if a lot of people know his story necessarily, but he's going to be sharing that story and how, um, how you know, the power of positivity and not letting your past define you and not define what, what it means for your future success. So um, he will, he'll wrap up the, the whole sort of lineup of the day. Sure. No, that's awesome. So um, I know you kind of quickly mentioned it a couple of times, but when and where is it again, just for, for the listener? Yep. So, uh, so, oh. No, go ahead. Oh, so it's taking place on February 29th, okay. uh, 2016, um, which is Leap Day. It's happening right here in Edmonton, Alberta, in the Northlands Expo Center, um, halls A, B, C, and D. Okay, and, and so how do, um, how do people get tickets and kind of what are the cost of those tickets? Uh, so people can go directly to our website at www.projectshine.ca and the ticket prices are between $399 and $499. That's all-inclusive pass. So that includes everything from parking to your lunch to your snacks. Um, that includes all five speakers as well. Um, you don't, you won't miss anything in the day. And the idea behind that was that you walk in and you're fully immersed um, in the in the day. You're able to absorb and learn and engage and just maximize the day without having to worry about whether a you can afford it or pulling out your wallet. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense. And it's nice that you guys aren't having like multiple tracks because sometimes you want to see something in many tracks and you have to kind of pick. I'm sure you guys thought about that. Let's, you know. Yes. Yeah, we actually, it's interesting. We went to a, a alternate conference last weekend and it was very good, but same thing. It had two tracks. So yeah. we were very fortunate that both of us were there. Sure. Um, so we, we each took a different track and then we could still share in those learnings because you're right. There's so many great speakers and, and, you know, we'd certainly hate for anybody to miss any of these guys. I know you guys aren't, you're, you're, you haven't really called this thing a conference. I'm just kind of wondering why. You're, you're not really defining it as a conference. 
Yeah, the, the biggest, I think there's the biggest difference, uh, you know, when people see that they're speakers, natural is to think a conference or, or just time away from the office and the regular, you know, the regular day you think conference. Um, I think our biggest thing of why we're trying to make a difference is just that there's, there's so many times that we walk away with not tangible. And I, sure. I think that's, it, it's really the packaging that we have. So instead of having, here's a stage and someone's talking to you, um, we're saying, yes, there's a stage. Well, there's a couple of stages, and yes, there's speakers that are going to talk to you, but we're going to put it immersive. So um, just to kind of give an example, let's say, let's say if Amanda's talking, and Amanda has quite a story, obviously. Sure. And it might be one that I'm personally very affected by. Maybe you're not, or maybe you are. Um, I want to have that moment. You know, that would probably be a time where we'd bring the house lights right down um, because that would be a moment that if I was going to get emotional, I don't want to be sitting there and judging whether or not, hey, is someone next to me wondering what my reaction is and it's distracting me from the actual learning that she's giving. So, so it's really the packaging that makes it the, probably the biggest difference is just how are we using those sensory engagement that's outside of just auditory um, or just that straight static visual in order to help people really try to pull that in, try to open to it and try to just, you know, kind of close out that you're in a room full of people so that you really can, can act, I guess, activate in that moment. Sure. No, it almost sounds kind of like what a lot of people go to like concerts for, right? It's kind of like yeah. dimly lit and just kind of you're, you go for like, yeah, you go to see live music, but you, you don't you go see a live band for the experience of seeing that band live, right? It's the same right. kind of concert. Yeah, interesting. I yeah. never really thought of yeah. it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so try and do that. And then, and then, like I said, trying to really focus on how after the day can we help you retain it? Because that's a sure. lot of times, unfortunately, what happens is that we have this great day, great couple days, whatever it may be, but it's really hard to pull that back and tangibly do something within your corporation or within your personal life and, and just just get there or reconnect sometimes. There's, sometimes there's not a way to reconnect with those other people you've experienced with. And so we're just trying to facilitate that um, to help people the best way we can. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm kind of curious to know you, you obviously like under the project shine um umbrella experience leap is kind of your your first kind of event um where but where is kind of project shine going in the future you mentioned kind of in the past that you're going to do other events and whatnot but any other kind of long-term strategies for 2016 or beyond um yeah so it, again it, it's really going to be Every experience moving forward is going to be grounded in those same principles of creating an experience. So um, creating uh, an event around emotion and creating it around bringing people together and activating them um, and, and really being that catalyst or that spark for success and whatever that definition is of success for those individuals. So, um, that that's really what Project Shine is is about, and that's honestly what 2016 is going to be. You know, leap is is quite literally the the leap forward. In that we're taking this day, or it's a bonus day. It's not a day that we get every year, so we're really trying to take advantage of that and capitalize on the opportunity to recalibrate and and set ourselves up for success. Um, yeah. 
Okay. I think, I think I'm just, sorry, Karen, I'm just going to jump no, go in there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, just one of the things that Marcus said there that I think is probably what is really the, the key to it all is individual definition of success, not society's definition. Interesting, so, sure. Yeah, I think that's really important that the difference is, like, um, maybe my definition um, for this next year, I don't know, would be climb Kilimanjaro, or maybe it's to get the promotion I wanted, or maybe someone has a weight loss goal, or maybe someone wants to deepen the relationships they have in their personal life, or they want to move their teams forward. So I think that's the one thing that we're really trying to create is not say, okay, this is our perfect experience two or our perfect experience three. It was we're going to make our best educated guess right now of creating the first experience, have the diversity in the speakers that, you know, maybe all five won't resonate with you. You'll enjoy all five. They might not all resonate with your personal goals, um, but a few of them will. And then how do we take that audience afterwards and section it out into something more meaningful to their specific goals that might be probably on a smaller scale or more intimate scale or maybe a deeper dive. Um, but our big thing is that we don't want to say that success is this because that, that's kind of the premise that both of us have lived under. And, you know, I, I always tease that if they took my, you know, I'm, I'm proud of what I've accomplished. I don't take this the wrong way and I've worked really hard. But if, if you put my corporate accomplishments on my tombstone, I'll probably cry. Sure. No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> It's not what I want to be remembered for. Sure. And, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the other thing that, that's interesting about it as I like as I kind of progress in my career too is it's nice to be able to find like-minded people that are looking to do whatever you're into, right? And it, I'm not saying yeah. like one's better than the other or whatnot, but right. sometimes in, in a city – it, it's hard to find that. So having kind of events like what you guys are doing makes a lot of sense because everybody there is obviously has one goal at the end of it and that the goal might, their actual individual goal might be different, but it's to kind of look for a group of people that are all kind of want to do something different in their life or make change and, you know, just kind of find other people that are, are looking to do the same thing, be able to kind of almost meet new people and and find those different support systems and and whatnot and even just keep in touch meet new friends and that all kind of share the same um mentality right right i was gonna say and that's the biggest thing i think we looked at even when we look at other industries like if you think of the you know the health industry or um the weight loss industry like all those type of things all of them are built around giving people support because it's really really hard to make change in isolation sure no, that totally makes a lot of sense. Interesting. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, maybe in kind of closing the show, let's kind of cover again where people can kind of uh, find find you guys online, um, where they can find the event online, and, um, you know, kind of maybe in closing, maybe one kind of last thing why people should um, come. Okay, so so first of all, to find to find us, and then also find Experience Leap, you can sure. go to our website at Project Shine, all one word dot ca, and uh, everything is there. We've changed our landing page to actually come right to Experience Leap, but um, we'd love people to dig a little bit deeper because our story is there and our blogs are there, and and um, we really truly would like to engage. Um, so that's all there for you, and, and probably the the biggest thing is to know that 
I, I think what people need to know is you're not alone. I, I think a lot sure. of times it's really easy, especially in this day of technology, that we could be at home or whatever and just feel like, you know, I want to do this, but I'm not brave enough, or maybe I'm the only one that feels this way or whatever. And, and I truly believe that's not the case. Um, you know, sort of that question you ask in school and you think, well, dang, why didn't I ask that? Because I really wanted to know that. And, and everyone's afraid to. So I think, you know, experience sleep is about coming forward and realizing you're not alone. Changes can be made. And, and the biggest thing is it's a conscious choice. Every single day is a choice. And, you know, it's one thing that I think, um, and I apologize because I can't remember the author, but I read it once and I thought I'll never forget this, is that, you know, let's say today, so here's today, February 8th, you know, 2016, um, we'll never get this particular day again in our lifetime. So do we really want, like, do we really do what we should have done with it? Sure. No, that's a, that's and, and a think, good way of putting it. Yeah, and, and, you know, and life's short, and unfortunately we tend to have very hard reminders that life is short. Sure. <laughs> Quite tragic ones, and so, yeah, so this is for everybody, and um, and it's about how do we win together in whatever that definition of success is. Sure. No, the, the interesting thing, too, is, like, I vote, what always has stuck with me, there's two things. The first one was always, like, anybody that's been successful at whatever they they went for and became successful at just decided to go for it one day and you're right. you're kind of like wow that sounds so simple but so many people are just scared to do it and pretty much anything i've ever gotten career-wise is you know i either asked or you know you just networked with people online and offline right and you know it's worked out for me and and it's worked out from anybody that I've ever talked to about it. The other thing, too, that I that always has kind of stuck with me in, in this sense is every or a lot of people seem to try to follow somebody else's path. And you will never yeah. be able to follow somebody else's path because it's it's physically impossible. It's like you probably didn't grow up in the same even, you know, type of household or with the same um, finances or go to the same school like and even just how you learn or how like how you are as a person, it, it's like basically impossible to follow somebody else's path. And you just need to figure out your own path. And sometimes you need to say, well, I need to go from here to, to there. And, you know, it's going to take me weeks or months. But, you know, and then once you achieve that, you just kind of work on the next next part of the path. Right. And it, that's right. always kind of resonated with me as well. And I think yeah. I think you say it so brilliantly because. You know, the other thing that we tend to do is we want the quick fixes. Totally. You know, I, I want to do this, so why can't I just have that in a day? Or, or you know, why can't this problem just be solved? Or why can't oil come back in Alberta and it'll just be better? Or, you know, all these types of things. But it's exactly what you're, exactly to your point is it's just each day waking up, making a conscious choice to move your path forward. Sure. And, and it, it it sounds simple and it's not the way it's harder. Oh, oh for but sure. It really could be that granular. And there's days that you, you feel like you just want to give it all up and, you know, just quit everything. And right. And, and it's the people that kind of pick themselves back up from that. And like, I, I, this, I know, like I read Gene Simmons, um, me Inc book a couple years ago, and I'm not a huge Gene Simmons fan. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that he kind of has put out in the media over the last few decades, but 
I, why I read the book, I was like, this guy went from nothing to being worth $300 million. So kind of curious mm-hmm. to know what, what's in his book and what he talks about, right? Like you take all yep. the kind of rock star, you take all the kind of his thoughts on a bunch of things out of the picture and you just look at him from kind of a business sense. And it's, it's really interesting because he still talks about his failures in business. And you're thinking the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Like how do you fail in business? But like he mm-hmm. had a magazine that only made it like six or eight episodes or issues. Sorry. And you think, wow, like, you know, so I think people are scared and, but like people like that still fail, right? Like the guy's got all yeah. the money. He's got all the connections in the world. You know, basically he calls anybody, they'll pick up the phone and he still fails at, at certain things. Right. And yeah. that was kind of eye-opening to me as well. And I, I think that's the power of bringing people together and sharing your stories. Sure. In that we, we often do. We see the glitz and we see the glamour. But to your point, unless we start digging or we start looking or we start engaging with others, we don't we don't know the full story. Sure. We just assume that, you know, they woke up and they were handed the silver platter or what have you. And, and I think that, that really is, we're, we're really summarizing, you know, the overall day of leap and that it's about sharing those. It's okay. We all fall down. Like you said, that the most sure. successful in the world do, and they do it multiple times, but the, the difference between them and the mediocre is that they get up and they just keep going. Sure. Get, falling down wasn't the last thing that they did. No, totally. And mm-hmm. like, even like Instagram is a perfect example. Like, they, they used to be like location sharing or something before they were photo sharing, right? And they got bought for a billion dollars. And by the time the deal actually closed, they were only worth 700 million or something. And you think, oh, okay, well, who cares? Like, But the deal, they lost $300 million just by, you know, how everything played out in the Facebook stocks and what whatnot was worth, right? So... Mm-hmm. It, it, so many things can happen and obviously these guys just kept at it right and it took a number of years it didn't it's not just like this well I was an overnight success but it took me 10 years to get there right yeah I, I yeah. think that's the, sometimes the thing that that you know I think can get easy forget is it all takes work sure it, it's not typically ever handed to anybody and those people that you know we all look towards for some guidance or some mentorship um, yeah, if we really dig to their stories, it's about, you know, having grit. Totally. And that means get up each day and you try again. <laughs> no, totally. No, I'm, that's awesome. I, I, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, kind of seeing what you guys do with Project Shine and, you know, it's nice to see some fellow Edmontonians kind of doing something good for not over in the city, but, you know, other people outside the city. Thank you. Well, we're very excited and we certainly appreciate you chatting with us tonight and the support you've shown and it means a lot. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, thanks again, guys, for doing the show and, uh, you know, we'll be in touch and uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing what happens in 2016. Awesome. All the best. Thanks, Kevin. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the show. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com. Until next time, keep building the future.